Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Dr. Katina Sawyer. And welcome to Thriving at Work, a Worker Being podcast. You can learn more about us on our website, workerbeing.com, or on social media. And follow along with us on LinkedIn. We share a lot of good um, insights and our articles and podcast episodes and everything there. So today, we're going to be talking about exposure to nature and the benefits of that at work. Mm. Um, before we get started, I want to say, yay, 2024 this is our first episode of the new yay. year. Happy new year. First episode <laughs> of the new year. I can't believe Happy it's new already year. 2024. I know. Thank you. You too. The new year ha- is upon us. And it's wild. Uh, so far, it's, you know, it's it's going. We're only a, a week or so <laughs> in and I, I don't have too many complaints. So that's good. Yeah, I think it's. Definitely started off busier than I thought. Um, so there's that, but all good things. And I think we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming this year. So I can't wait to share more about all of that as we get yes. rolling. Me too. We have a lot of fun stuff to share with you soon. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on the topic of nature, so... I did have an opening question for you. Okay. And I wanted to know how often you get out in nature during a work day. Very good question. It is very dependent on whether I'm working from home or in the office. Um, I go into the office two to three days a week. And when I'm in the office, I feel like I'm just like in the office building and all of our classes are in the same building all of our meetings are in the same building. Like I, the way that um, University of Arizona, like Eller is set up, you don't ever have to leave your building. Like they don't ever hold meetings or events or things for us outside of that one building. So I feel like on days when I'm in the office, I go in and then I'm inside all day. Although I will say um, my office has like a view where I can see the mountains And then we do have in our courtyard area, if you come out of our office suite into Eller where I go to teach and stuff like that, there's all like palm trees and pretty. So I see nature, but I'm just not actually outside. Um, When I work from home, I walk the dog twice a day for 20 minutes. And so both of those time periods, I'm outside the whole time. So it really depends on where I'm at. That makes sense. And that's totally fair. And, you know, we will talk about how the other elements within the office that you talked about, like the view and the palm trees and the building, those things are actually really helpful as well. So Mm. even if you don't get to go outside, it sounds like you're getting some exposure to nature, regardless of where you're working. So that's good. That's good, good, good. How about you? Uh, well, I'm always at home, (laughs) so it really just depends on how well I've structured my day, um, Mm -hmm. and my meeting schedule. So on days where I have a ton of meetings, I'm much less likely to get outside, um, and do any like nature walking outside. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, most of the time I try to block some time to walk the dog. So Our dogs are really great ways for us to connect with nature. One, they are living creatures. And two, um, (laughs) they make us go outside. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So I think I do some of that. I don't have any like plants in my house because I'm 
I have like the blackest thumb that's yeah, ever lived. You know me too. Um, uh, neither of us <laughs> is good at keeping plants alive. No, not so good. And then, but I do have like nature, in, like my back drops of my phone and things like that. They're mm-hmm. always like naturey. So I feel like I do have like elements of nature in my sight. Um, plus my windows are open. So looking outside all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could probably do better though. I feel like you have nice nature sounds where you are. We do. That's a really good point. We have a lot of um, wild birds <laughs> yeah. that are flying around. So we hear like hawks and owls and all and geese and crows and like all sorts of bird noises. Yeah. Um, so I do get a lot of that during the day. That's a good point. Yeah. Because like when you go on to a mindfulness app or like a music like a calming or focus music app they always have ones that's like bird just like bird sounds but I feel like your outside sounds like that yeah that's true sometimes I will say the other day the owls were I don't know having a party I don't know what they were doing <laughs> but they were so loud I was like loud owls yeah, and it's obviously at night, so it's like I'm like getting ready for bed, and I'm like, why is there like screaming happening right now? What is going on? And then Finn was getting nervous about it because he hear he I think he's scared of owls because he always reacts when he hears owls or sees owls outside. Um, but he's scared of everything, so that doesn't say much. But they were so loud, and I was like, I don't know what I just have no concept <laughs> of why, but it was very intense. <laughs> the owls. Um. Yeah. Sometimes, Bert. I mean. There are some loud birds and uh, I don't like that. We haven't had an issue with owls, but I will say like if there's a bird that's like chirping loudly in like a pattern that keeps repeating and repeating and repeating, sometimes I get irritated at that bird. If it's just like beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 and like over and over, and you're just like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> like, I like, yeah. no, find a new tune. But I will say, in general, just like a little bird chatter is supposed to be good for you. And we probably have, um, we probably both have some of that. So, yeah. yeah, maybe we are, we need to actually get into the outdoors, but we have some nature contact during the day, I would think. Yes, exactly. I think we both do. And that's a good thing. Um, So I'll give you the few, I have like four takeaways um, that we're going to talk through today. Cool. And we're really going to be talking about exposure to nature. And so that's like very broad. And I'll give that as takeaway two. But the first thing is exposure to nature can satisfy employees needs for autonomy, relatedness and competence. Um, which is something that we've talked about before with um, self-determination theory. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. And takeaway two, exposure to nature doesn't have to be anything complicated. It could be as simple as taking a break outside, plants in the office, nature sounds, like you said, the owls Hmm. or art of nature around you. Hmm. Then takeaway three, when you have your needs satisfied, when you after being exposed to nature, it can actually improve your task performance, so hmm. the work you're doing, and it can improve um, pro-social behavior. So, like, are you helping people around the office? Like, you're more likely to help people. That's exciting. I like this yeah. a lot because it could have some real implications, I'm guessing, for the way that people design offices and their workday. Exactly. But there is one 
like less positive one, which I'm going to talk about very briefly. The fourth takeaway is that it does vary by a person's level of speciesism. Um, what is that? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. But basically, <laughs> when employees have high levels of speciesism, they are much less impacted by the nature exposure, so they don't have the, they don't see the benefits. Bom bom bom. Interesting. <laughs> that is very interesting. Yes, that's okay. going to be the cliffhanger. You have to wait till later in the episode to learn what speciesism is and why it sucks. <laughs> Speciesist. Um, okay, well, I'm excited to learn more. T- tell me about um, this first takeaway. Yeah, so we've talked about uh, SDT, self-determination theory, before. And basically what it is is... We know that there are some basic needs, psychological needs that employees um, are looking to fulfill in the workplace that kind of helps their well-being and it's tied to a lot of other good things. And those things are, the needs are autonomy. Um, So having control over your day, relatedness, so like feeling a connection to people around you and competence. So feeling like you're capable of what you need to do. And the theory here is that Exposure to nature just helps people's basic needs be met. Um, There's like long research in different fields that talk about how humans have an innate need for nature connection. And when we get that met, the authors here were theorizing that, okay, if we meet that need, that innate like desire to be in nature, then we're going to see other needs being fulfilled as well. And that's exactly what they found. That's so interesting. So are there different reasons for each of those? Because like I could imagine autonomy might like you just feel like a freeing sense um, or you Mm -hmm. feel like your employer is encouraging you to be kind of like free in nature or have more of like an outlet. And so you might feel more like, oh, this day is up to me because I have this ability to be outside or look upon something that's more vast than what's in here or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. No, you're totally right. I can get, I can give you the kind of thoughts behind the three. So first one, autonomy, you're very like on point. So, you know, having that exposure at work can help promote feelings of autonomy because people's mindsets shift. Wow. That was a mouthful. That's apparently. hard to say. Mindsets <laughs> shift <laughs> when they're exposed to nature. That lets them to think about um, like settings and spaces where they enjoy more freedom. So mm. it's actually almost like you're thinking about that time where you were outside and like felt that like vastness, or you can feel mm-hmm. like a connection to that that setting within nature in some way. Um, so that's what's going on with autonomy. So pretty much aligned to what you've said. Cool. That's awesome. Um, The relatedness is interesting in contrast because mm -hmm. it feels like when you're like in nature, you're kind of like, oh, like I'm immersed in it's me and nature and like not so much about other people. Um, So I'm curious if it makes you feel like more connected to yourself, which makes you feel more connected to like who you are. And then you feel more connected to other people in like an authentic way or something or how they're kind of thinking about that. Yeah, so the way they thought about it here, um, it's kind of a twofold. So one is just as simple as settings 
where there's more nature, there tend to be more people and coworkers. So if you have like a break space that's outdoors, mm. you tend to see your coworkers, there tends to be people there. So that is the simple solution. But they did test like having a plant on your desk and that still impacted things like relatedness. Mm. So what that, but their thought there is like you, it evokes a feeling of connection to other living organisms in some broader sense. And like you're mm-hmm. saying, you know, like I feel connected to the world. I feel connected to mother earth, whatever. And that makes me feel just more connected to other people as well. So it's kind of like, uh, the first one is kind of, if, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Um, and yeah. then the <laughs> second is more, sort of like a shared understanding that we're all a part of this, like humanity of nature hmm Exactly. Cool. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And then for um, the competence need, the theory here, what they were thinking about is that when you're exposed to nature, um, you have like a sense of wonder, fascination, right? You're kind of, it, it gives you that like positive feeling of, you know, beauty in the world, which um, has been found in other studies to replenish cognitive functioning. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes you think differently. It makes you think more broadly. It helps restore some cognitive capacity. So therefore, um, your feelings of competence and might improve because you're feeling like I can think more clearly. I mm-hmm. My brain is working okay right now, and therefore I feel more competent. Hmm. That's cool. Um, so it sort of like provides you that headspace um, that you need to be able to like get that clarity of mind. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting with all of this is like, you know, so you're meeting all these needs, but it's done in such a simple way. Like one of the studies, so they had some studies where they're asking people like, did you spend time outside? And they like compared like how much exposure people had to nature, um, you know, and we're linking it from like a survey perspective, mm-hmm. but they actually did an experiment in one of their studies where they put pots with plants in them on people's desks. Like one night people just showed up at work and they had plants on their desks Hmm. or they had pots filled with office supplies. (laughs) Um, Not quite as exciting, I guess. No, no. Um, They actually had a picture in the study, which is really funny. And the study, the PDF is free. So if anybody wants to see the picture, they should definitely go look at at it. But they were literally like planter pots with like, flashcards and like pens of them it was pretty funny that is um funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just having the plant on the desk had the effect and they talked about things like um you know other artificial representations of nature so whether that's like you were saying if you're listening to calming music that has bird sounds or um you know maybe around the office like having paintings of like beautiful landscapes and mm-hmm. plants and animals or whatever all of those things would see this benefit. It's not just the actual time in nature. Like you can tweak how people are feeling from just surrounding them, reminding them of nature. That's interesting. Um, And I guess a good way of thinking about how to infuse more of people's feelings of autonomy and relatedness and competence into their workday, even if you're not in a natural setting that supports it. So I'm thinking about different, I mean, this is more about a physical office building than working from home, but I'm thinking about different office buildings that I've worked in and some really lent themselves to nature and others really did not. Um, And 
even if you're having trouble. And I, I'm actually thinking about this because, um, you know, when I was at GW, that's in the middle of Washington, D.C. And of course, there are like parks that you could walk to or things like that. But um, in terms of what you're seeing that's green, you weren't really seeing a lot of green. Like you were seeing a lot of concrete buildings and GW's kind of architecture is very block-like and concrete-like. Um, and so our administrative assistant um, and like program coordinator, he had like 50 plants in his office. And it was so oh, wow. nice going in there because it felt like this like tropical, like beautiful, fresh, nice place and it always smelled nice in there and like things were blooming. And it's interesting because that was probably the least access to green space of any place I've worked. And he kind of like created his own green space. And I guess part of the takeaway is that that is better than nothing. That helps. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're bringing up a really interesting point, though, is a lot of these settings, you know, if you happen to have been in an office or if you're working out of a physical space, you know, there that's not your home. There's variety of what it could be. You could be in the middle of a city and there's not a lot of greenery. You could be in a, an office that's like out in the middle of nowhere and there's tons of like land outside. So when you walk outside, you see nature, right? Mm -hmm. um, it varies a lot. But the one thing that I noticed, I was just thinking as I was reading this article about all the different clients I have and all the different offices I've seen. And honestly, I can't think of very many that even considered artwork mm -hmm. as a way to do this. You always see like corporate artwork. There's like a business person. There's like a picture of their product or like, mm -hmm. you know, there are other spaces that they use or whatever. But you, I can't think of one office where they had like a painting of nature or like a photograph of like an island or whatever, right? Or like yeah. animals or something. I can't think of it. And I'm sure that they exist, but I don't remember seeing one. And I think that's such an easy, well, I, that's not true. I did have a pet food company as a client and they had a lot of animal pictures, but that's hmm. relevant to them. <laughs> um, yeah, right. But, and so I was just thinking, I was like, that's such an easy thing to do. Like when you're decorating the office, like, does it have to always be like a hundred percent branded or can you do your brand stuff and also have like some beautiful nature landscapes or something yeah. around the office? I think you could probably do both. Yeah, I think that is a really good takeaway because it's easy enough to make that change if you know that it's going to have a positive impact. And I'm also thinking about, this is like so random, but it's just making me think of it. My dentist, all the ceiling tiles, because, you know, when you're at the dentist, you're just staring at the ceiling. Yeah. He yeah. replaced the ceiling tiles with these ceiling tiles that look like different, like, tree canopies. So oh, you that's like, cool. yeah, so it's, it sounds funny, but actually like it's much nicer to look at than just a regular ceiling tile. And I always think that's interesting that like they thought of it from the perspective of, yeah, you're in this dentist chair, you can't talk. So you're just going to be staring at the ceiling. So why not stare at something that looks like you're in like a jungle canopy? Um, and so it's, it's like, uh, sort of like painted on ceiling tiles that the light shines through to make it hmm. look like it's like leaves. I don't know how to describe it, but it's cool. Um, and so, and I feel like that must make you feel like a little bit more calmer at the dentist than if you're just like staring at like a sterile white thing based on this. Yeah, I would think so. That's a really 
interesting use of the space and um, also really nice. They're thinking about the patient. Yeah. Um, so that's cool, I think. But like you said, like that's not that complicated to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's something that probably does make a difference with their patients and even probably the employees. Like they can look up and feel that way too. Or yeah, maybe totally. they have, I don't know if they have other pictures anywhere else, but clearly they're thinking a little bit about nature. So maybe they have other places where they're infusing that as well for the employees. And I think that's really positive. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, and it sounded like based on what you were talking about that there's some other positive outcomes associated with this too. Yeah. So there were the, some of the studies were a little bit mixed um, as to what need being satisfied predicted what um, outcome, whether performance or prosocial behavior. But ultimately, across multiple studies, even though the patterns were a little different, they did find time and time again that if there was exposure to nature, employees were seeing those needs being satisfied and in some way or another, their performance was being increased, um, like based on supervisor ratings Mm -hmm. and uh, the behaviors of, you know, their pro-social behaviors. So helping other people, et cetera, also based on supervisors and themselves um, were increasing. So it does feel like, I mean, just like everything else, right? If you're feeling good, if your well-being is better, if you're feeling happy, you're obviously going to be doing better from a performance perspective and from in a pro-social perspective and helping other people. So mm-hmm. this falls in line with that same story we hear time and time again, that if we help people kind of get exposed to nature a bit more, we're going to also see these positive like productivity outcomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it sounds like you're saying that things were a little mixed, but generally uh, people found positive outcomes associated with them though. Exactly. Yes. Okay, it was cool. just like, it yeah nitty gritty it's like in one study it was the need satisfaction of autonomy impacted x and the other one it was the need Mm. satisfaction of relatedness impacted x right so it's a little bit fuzzy i think there's probably more work that needs to be done on this but Mm -hmm. generally speaking it does look like it's moving in that direction cool that's awesome so that's a helpful lever if you're trying to convince people to maybe dedicate some budget to increasing nature contact in an office where maybe you don't have as much and you need to like physically create that space or it might be just a good sell to get people outside more in offices or working virtually when people can take calls with cameras off and go for a walk like we've talked about before do things to try Mm -hmm. to really um, make sure that they're encouraging people to get up from their desks and walk around I mean it's good physically to do that but this is also saying that there's something about being out in nature that makes it a double whammy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think um, there's a lot of positives here, but I do want to bring up the speciesism. Yes, I know. It sounds sounds not good. Like it sounds like, it sounds like a bad thing. Like you're like against certain species. You got it. That's exactly what it is. Oh my God. So the impact of this it varies depending on how speciesist a person is. Wow. Um, and basically speciesism is when people view other life forms um, as lower status than oh my them. Gosh, as that's crazy. That's really what that is. Oh my God. Okay. I'm so yeah. curious about this. So people vary yeah. in this. I'm guessing if they measured it, like there are people mm-hmm. who are like other species are not as good as me. And then there are some people who are like all species are... So I bet that also probably has something to do with predicting like who's like vegan and vegetarian. 
<laughs> it probably does. I mean, it seems like it's something that's that's measured elsewhere, like in other fields, right? Uh, yeah. But ultimately, what it comes down to is it's like a prejudice against these other species in some ways. And so um, they did see like throughout all they had four studies and throughout all of them, there was like a different um, slightly different number right like of how Mm -hmm. high you have to be on speciesism as to whether it not it impacts you but um but so it you don't have to be like the person that thinks that every life form is terrible um right to you know not get any impact right you could you could think that humans are a more important creature than a ladybug like that doesn't necessarily mean you are speciesist and are not going to see the benefits um but like you need to have some value in see value in the other life forms right Mm -hmm. and the people that see less of that value the people that are just like ew gross dirt I don't like that or whatever (laughs) um they're the ones that are going to um, not really see the benefit. So like giving a plant to a person that's like, I don't think everything else sucks. They're probably not going <laughs> to, but there's probably other issues there too. So I don't know. I'm not going to get into that, but <laughs> that's funny. Cause like I could see getting a plant and being like, Oh no, like I'm going to kill this, like not on purpose, but just like, I know that this is not going to survive under my watch, but like not being like, Oh, like this thing gross. Like, I don't know, but I get what you're saying that like people, but people do have like, I mean, I could imagine like giving a plant to like, you know, I know people who like absolutely love plants and their house is like full of plants and you would give the plant to them and they would be like, this is so amazing. And then other people who would be like, Oh, but like, they're not going to like, like be excited about it. Yeah. And I mean, I just imagine like you put a painting of a spider up on a wall. I'm not in- excited about that. That's no. not going to make me feel better. You know, yeah. like there's obviously like a lot of variability in how people respond to different life forms, if you yeah, will. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I definitely think I'm better than a bug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think most people do, right? Because most people will squash a bug. Um, you don't even think about it for a second, right? But yeah. then there are some people, like, I have friends that. Um, will literally any bug in their house will carry the bug out of the house. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, but I would see an ant and I would probably squash it. And yeah. then when I think about that person, I feel really guilty about my choices, but it's okay. <laughs> I, you know, I'm definitely not on the very, very, very low end of the scale. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, overall it was like fairly high. Like it ha- you have to be like a person that like really hates all nature to not see the benefit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting though. I I can see it. I can see it. uh, The more we're talking about it, that it's like probably the likelihood that people would be like, nature is terrible is like low. Um, But the extent to which people feel similar to or feel or value nature similarly to how they would value themselves or uh, like, or find like real, connection to it in the way that they feel connection to other people or whatever that definitely seems to be would vary I think by person a lot yeah exactly exactly Interesting. so just kind of a fun little tidbit it's not really as practical you're not going to like measure your employees on their speciesism <laughs> and uh decide whether or not they get a painting of like right. nature or a painting of a building but um but it's just something to consider. And especially for yourself, like if you're thinking about how can I implement this for me, if you really don't 
feel that strongly in a positive way about nature. Like, fine by us. Do what you got to do. Right. Don't love nature. Don't put a plant in your office, right? Yeah. You don't have to do that. Yeah, true. But also, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, that's stupid. Like, I don't believe in that. That wouldn't help me. Maybe you need to think about it from another person's perspective and be like, oh, but other people might view this very differently from me. So, like, for your own office, maybe you don't need a plant. But, like, if you're a leader and you're thinking about how to make the office feel better for other people, you could also recognize that maybe your orientation towards it is not shared by all. Yeah, that's a really valid point. Like, if you are in a position where you can help allocate budget to these things, like, remember that other people think about it differently. And it doesn't, like, hurt folks that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like you are really speciesist and therefore having a painting of a dog is going to like destroy your work performance. No, it's not going to hurt you, but it's not necessarily going to help you. True. That is true. Um, Well, this has been so interesting. I really like these takeaways because I think there's a lot of practical things that people can do with this that getting outside in nature more is helpful and it may not just be helpful to the individuals in your workplace, but it might also be helpful to performance. If you can't get outside, there are other things that you can do to boost people's contact with nature. Um, If you're in an area that's sort of more remote or less immersed in nature and that even if it's not something that sounds like it's your cup of tea, it might really be someone else's cup of tea. And so you might think about how to incorporate more of this across the board what a perfect summary (laughs) (laughs) it was a great article (laughs) I really I I'm really I'm going to be thinking about this and you know I'm here at Berkeley for a conference and um I don't know if you've ever been on Berkeley's campus but it is so pretty Mm. there's so much Mm. nature there's like creeks going through the campus and beautiful like woods and some of the buildings where they have classes in are like little log cabins that are like in the forest (laughs) It's so cool. I was walking through today and I was just like, this is like magnificent. Yeah, it's really situated in a very nice area. I haven't explored the campus in a lot of detail, but I've been to Berkeley a couple times. Just in general, that area is really pretty. It's very pretty. So I feel like I will have a lot of nature contact the next few days and I will be feeling very beneficial about it. So thank you. (laughs) Good. Well, I'm glad. And yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I'm excited to see some of this research being done in our field, I feel like it hasn't been talked about as extensively as it could. And so it's good to see some of this work being done and a kind of theory around it being created. So I'm excited to see where more of this research um, gets played out and probably in the next few years we'll see more. But thank you so much for listening. Yes. Thank you for bringing this awesome research to all of our attention. And th- to all of our listeners, as always, you know how to reach out to us if you need to um, share any thoughts, we'll have any questions, you can email us at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find more about us on our website, workerbeing.com, including um, more about our services and speaking engagements, things we can do to help support you in the workplace. Um, and we'd love for you to follow us on LinkedIn as well. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson.